outside at about 100 degrees out right now in beautiful Palisade, Colorado. And why not? It is day five of our road trip 2021 doing a loop around Colorado. It's 21 days on the road. This is day five. It's Friday. I can't think of a better way to spend a Friday on a hot day in the sprinklers. Let's start out that way. These are my guys right here. <laughs> Charles Talbot, Brian Freeman, of course, Jay Parker behind the camera there. I'm Greg Hollenbach, and this is a cool one because it's Palisade Peach Shack, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're here. The Palisade <laughs> yourself. Here. Would you? I'm, my name's James Sanders, and we're here with Bree Bell. James and, and, Bree. Yeah, Good yeah. Bree, Bree is really kind of starting to head our operation. We're just bringing in young, new ideas. As well yeah. she should, because yeah. innovation moving forward. I mean, you got the structure. We're going to learn about some really cool stuff. But this is exactly what it is. And Charles kind of gave me a little bit of backdrop. But what a community focal point that this yes. is. Because it comes together in a very centralized location, as you can see. Mm -hmm. And you're bringing the best of the best of the region right in one spot. Uh, Talk that, about that. Well, that's our intent, is to represent Palisade as a community. And, and Palisade has a lot to offer from fruit and wine and just other products that are being manufactured here. And we, we, we just kind of want to encapsulate that in, in an ag tourist business. And, and tourism is, is new to our community. For, for the longest time, we were agriculture. We had alfalfa in our hair and we itched from our peaches and, and things are changing thanks to tourism and the wine industry and, and things that uh, Charlie Talbot's doing. And we're, we're a growing community. Well, and I think the big thing that adds to that is agritourism is growing. Getting people to understand where their food comes mm -hmm. from is, mm -hmm. is totally different and not questions that we would have thought we would have ever been asked when people are showing up asking about how is this grown? Where is this grown? What do you do? How do you do what you do? It, it, it's really, really interesting, and you're starting to see a lot more U-Picks pop up. You're starting to see a lot more direct-to-consumer, a lot more CSAs, a lot more people getting involved in the production of food. Yeah. You want to touch it, you want to yeah. feel it, you know it doesn't come from a warehouse, but you're like, well, where does it come from? Food tastes that much better to me when I know exactly. Who are the growers? Who are the producers? Where is this coming from? How does Colorado work together for a product? And we see it time and time again, whether it's a rancher in uh, Walsenburg that uses spent grains from Breckenridge Distillery and it makes it taste that much more <laughs> delicious during the finishing process, or the spices that come from Denver, from the spice guy that go to a brewery. And you got into this business exactly that. The farmers, the ranchers, they all come together and they have so many great products. But Colorado's an interesting place, right? It's seasonal. Yes, it's a very short season here. We've got like, I, and I've said it over and over, 141 day growing season in this state. And that is tough because these guys, farming is a full-time job. And how do you treat a full-time job mm -hmm. with Seasonally. a part-time season? Yeah. And, and then keep your focus year round and keep innovation and keep doing the things that what people are excited about. It makes me, rel I mean, because you look at it from peaks to valleys, uh, flatlands to very highlands, it's a very interesting state to be able to grow or produce anything, but that's where the challenge comes in and that's where we scoot right back to you, James. Uh, yeah, I it just, I was speaking to the 128 day growing season for the longest time, the peach season was five weeks. And, and that was extended from two weeks when it was just the Alberta and the JHL. So it was, it's been a very vigorous industry to just come at it and pick all of this fruit in like a four-week time period. It is extended out past that. Now we have peaches here 
in our fruit stand that we harvest over the course of three months now. We start around the 1st of July, and our last peach is the fair time that we harvest in October. And don't and that, you love to hear that? You said 129. That's what it is here in this in this area? What's that? Your your season here is 129 No, I, I think it's closer to 90 days. Here, really? Yeah. Well, well and, and, and that number a, I threw out, yeah. is, that's our Colorado average yeah, of 141 days. And I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm just speaking into tree crops. Yeah. So in, as I speak through this, that's the only thing I can represent is stuff that grows on trees. I really, we, I'm very novice to anything else a tomato we've tried growing other stuff there's a skill set to all of this we tried growing tomatoes and we have failed (laughs) (laughs) no we (laughs) i wanted to let blaine do it but blaine's so busy with his he's so good at what he does and so his market is established and he's just runs his own ship and i he's He's great. A little yeah, bit inside well. baseball right there. Blaine is the tom- he's well known as the tomato guy. But I have to tell you that as we pause and we tell you that our partners for the Modern Eater and our road trip are just great Colorado brands. And Jay shows you that. These are the folks that are bringing you this great programming for 21 days straight as we hit the roads of Colorado. You talk about five weeks and peaches here in Palisade. But how does five weeks develop a whole region to say, Palisade peaches. That's an interesting thing. It's like Kleenex being your tissues. I don't know. There's a lot to be here in Palisade, but peaches stuck. Why? Uh, You know, because they're that good. I think from a quality standpoint, there's no comparing what we do in Western Colorado. And, And there's this we keep our peaches kind of in the midwest can you speak into that a little bit charlie yeah, that's like what, well i i think the couple things that adds to why we grow peaches so well here is we're at 4800 feet one so our uv index is through the roof and then you guys got to see it last night that 30 degree change in the night mm-hmm. where it's 100 degrees during the day and all of a sudden it's 65 in the James, middle of the night. James, it was 93 oh degrees God. at 9 <laughs> o'clock last night. Yeah. 2 a.m., it was uh, 60. It was 60. That's flavor lock. Uh, yeah. You that lock is, it, it really right is. in there. That's what we've been told is just that's what's changing the starches into sugar. And it really, when you try to compare a Palisade August uh-huh. peach to anything else, it's it's breathtaking i you know we one of the our kind of niches is we're sampling everything and so the cherries that we're growing right now when people are walking out without cherries i'm giving them (laughs) and we hook them nine out of ten times the the quality just really stands out and my uncle had a uh a sales call one time Uh where he took our palisade peaches out of a box and put it into another state's box and then switched them and he went to the buyer and he said you tell me which one's better. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, this state's peaches are so much Superior. better. And he was like, really? That's where they were from. Funny. Yeah. Look <laughs> at the label at the bottom. That's, That's exactly <laughs> where they're from. So in that blind test, you can't get caught up in where fruit comes from. What we're doing in Colorado is something totally different. And, and the growing region that we have is totally different. In Colorado, as we talked about earlier, is focused on superior products, whether it's beer, whether it's spirits, whether it's cider, whether it's wine. It's getting that information out, but our growing region and what we can produce here is absolutely astronomical. But again, like when we were talking to uh, uh, Kai Bab Savage, Mother Nature comes in and tells you yeah. every couple of years <laughs> and reminds you hey, who's do, in do you charge. Think she tells yeah. you, or do you think she slaps you? <laughs> so, whatever she <laughs> wants. You feel so helpless. Let's do this. Helpless Mother Nature's in charge. We just have hey, to Jake, realize can we run it. a spot block? You want to run a spot block? 
All right, we'll run a spot block. We're going to go inside. We're going to talk about this more because if you look around the region, it's like we're so blessed here in Colorado, and I love that the region is like Rocky Ford melons, cool. Palisade mm -hmm. peaches, cool. You Don't forget the sweet corn. corn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The heralds would have a, a word with you. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah. We'll walk in. We have, uh, you know, Pueblo chilies. Pueblo yeah. chilies. Yeah. And I just think we yeah. just keep. Oh, while doing you that. guys are here, you have to have some Okagawa green chilies. Uh, yeah, you, you know uh, everything that they grow in Okagawa is. He, you know, he's really got a niche on the vegetables, and he supports us tree growers with the vegetable things and the chilies that he grows right here and makes. <laughs> I think yes. the quality's better. Yeah. And there's more flavor. Than down in Pueblo. I, I do. Yeah. yeah. What's this but location? But that's I, obviously I have a I have a bias. James, what's this exit? What's this is exit 42. Exit this 42. This is exit 42 Off in of Alberta. And do you mind showing us And you can't around? miss this little thing right here. No, right? it's it's such an easy exit. It's, it, yeah. There's a landmark. Um, I think you can see it from space. Yeah. <laughs> All right, do what well, I'm doing right here. The center of the it's because you go in and you find out the modern eater stream, and you see that right now. I'd love for you to just push that share button just like I am and push all the groups that you have, food groups, everybody else that needs to see this because you need to see where your food is coming from. It's more important than ever. And you know what? It makes it taste that much more delicious. Show us your yeah. dig. Yeah. Let's, yeah let's when you know it. who's growing it, and these are the people right here. So, let, of let, course. Let, let's let this lady get Yeah, through. yeah, yeah. We've, we've seen. <laughs> So, again, you're talking everything seasonal right here, but you, yep. you, you can't be seasonal and just shut down the stand. Yeah, that's so we work with some out-of-state growers, but, you know, it's as soon as we start picking our own Prudus, that's just what takes over. But when you can work directly with growers, even in out-of-state situations, we can keep the freshness right on point and the fruit, all the fruit we have in here is ready, ready to eat, and that's... That's Prove what it. people want. That's let's what go, I say. Let's, Welcome let's go to Palisade Peach Shack right here. And so a little bit earlier, you and I, James, were talking to a customer, but you pulled up an apricot and said, hey, listen, you want yeah. some good? Do the same thing. Tear yeah, one let's, in half yeah, and let's show it do to it. the camera. Well, let's start with the cherries. Okay. So the cherries that are in here right now come from Nolan Farms. He's up on East Orchard Mesa. And the cherries that he grows are huge, and they're just so beautiful. But come check this out. I... I don't know how the camera will represent the size of that, but these cherries are three bites. Jumping. This is just a big, beautiful cherry. And so, and you know what this is called, right? A two bite. A, a two, two bite, bite cherry. cherry. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's a and and people a lot that people don't know is is how they actually grade and size cherries. Yeah. Because this is a premium cherry. This is like a ten row mm -hmm. or larger cherry that the big retailers would love to see this. They're not going to get to see it. You get well, it. yeah, and part of the reason they don't get to see it, from what I understand, and I don't want to bag on the big retailers, is they don't want to pay for it. So they're they're very price competitive, and this big cherry has a value that the grower knows, and so we are willing to pay for it. And we have cherries ourselves in house, but let's let's just bite it. Let's take the two bite. Hmm. And look at how deep red that is on the inside of there. Mm, and it crunches. And that's something new to our cherries is they've got some snap to them. And they're crunchy. Go, go ahead. Well, and how you can tell these folks at mm. home, how you can tell these cherries are fresh crop is you see mm. how green these stems are. So these stems have not, they don't have the browning in them. They're not aged. These cherries have been picked they, within they, the last they, few they, days. No, they were picked today. Beautiful. So these that's cherries were harvested today. And almost everything we have in here 
a lot of this stuff doesn't even hit the cooler. So these are our out-of-state friends that you're showing here. This this is an out-of-state peach, but and we'll keep this in here until about the 4th of July when we start harvesting our own peaches. But when we work directly with the grower, we show up right at their front yard, they can pick a riper product. And and we're, he was saying, prove it. So let's let's prove this out-of-state peach can stand its own. Let's, uh, we'll go grab a peach over here. Well, and I'll wants, tell you, I popped open some of these cases over here, and they were perfect for they're, eating. They're perfect. I mean, that's, yeah. That's the other thing yeah. that I'll throw in there. I will throw a plug uh, in for Nolan Farms. Nolan Farms grows some of the best cherries uh, the Grand Valley has to offer. I, I and they're can. absolutely unbelievable to work with. Yeah. Great, great guys. Uh, four generations of family farm in here. And uh, super cool to that you guys work with them. We work with them mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. We grow a small amount of cherries, but Nolan's process is everything. And then we have to buy cherries from them because we can't keep up with demand because of how good their cherries are. Yeah. And just remember, it's a standout local product. is everywhere, right? I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, local can be on the East Coast, left coast, doesn't matter. But um, what we love is here, but we have to supplement some things with mm. some other great partnerships and farms. And you well, and we t- we that. specialize in certain crops. Yeah. Like uh, at the Palisade Peach Act, we have 100 acres of fruit and 95 of its peaches. Wow. So that's our primary crop. And Good we've got four acres of cherries and we've got three acres of nectarines. And all that stuff is actually to just supply this fruit stand. I. I'm not going to eat this because I know what's going to happen with it. I'm going to Oh, he's going to explode. You know, here's what we have to do, and I want to get this young lady into the conversation. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> you think about Next Generation and, and, and this farm stand. But what do you get from this place to where are you in love with this type of thing, a community and farming and oh, bringing yeah. it together in one centralized location? For sure. I love this this community. For I went to school at Colorado Mesa University and moved from actually Georgia Funny enough, these are better peaches. <laughs> uh, Good plug. Great for yes. <laughs> I love it. She still has Georgia license I do. Plates. I have a Georgia oh, plate. So it's kind of <laughs> funny that um, we got Georgia plates. But yeah, I came here for college, and James actually gave me my summer job while I was studying. And I just love his family, love the community. And after I graduated, he allowed me to work for him year-round and help him um, expand I, our business uh, online and just kind of grow Palisade in general. because That must I make you like smile from ear to ear. Oh man, it, 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 allow me a, to do there this. There was the, the little fabrication, because I didn't allow her. I begged her yeah. to come <laughs> to work for us yeah. full time. And what she's done to our our small business already, we have an internet presence that we never had. So this winter, we were putting together gift baskets of our jams and stuff. That stuff never would have happened without this young lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... Yeah, this wasn't, this was, we needed her a lot more than she (laughs) needs us. Well, James, I'd I'd ask an interesting question to Bree is, is where do you see the future? Because you are this next generation. I mean, we have Charles here and and Charles and I were having a great conversation earlier about the different generations that we have just here in Palisade. Mm -hmm. Where do you feel? Well, you're this, you're the the next generation. You're just fresh out of school. Keep bringing the stories, keep learning, bringing the produce. Yeah, I think. Bring it on. Our business has definitely moved on to like, trying to educate people where their food comes from. Our agro-tourism, we're going to be running U-Picks. Since we've been advertising those online, they've like doubled (laughs) in reservations. Like we've had multiple people wanting to come from out of state just to go into the orchard and pick their actual fruit, know why that's the one they want to pick because of the color, because of the size, because learn the varieties. So I think 
the education part of this community is really growing. And I think that's where I want it to move into, like, so that it's farm to table, farm to family. Yeah, it, and it's a part of the business that didn't exist until she came on board. And so she's been working in that direction and is taking reservations online through the palisadepeachshack.com or... Yep. And the very first day she put that up, she had her first reservation in like five minutes. And she called me excited. And yeah. it was just it was an exciting. <laughs> All right. And I think that's what the industry is moving to. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you're good. That, Go. But I think that's what the industry is moving to is people are going away from what is the easiest packaging we can get. What it, what What mm. is the longest term lasting? What is, you know, what can we put in a can and kind of let sit on the shelf to... How can we get this as fresh as possible? How can yeah. we bake on seasonality? How can we cook on seasonality? How can we make better food for ourselves? I think people care more about food and they care more about where it comes from. <laughs> and I think long term looking at the sustainability of being able to farm in the United States. Yeah. I mean, what the modern eatery is doing, getting this message out there and getting this to consumers and people understanding, you know, what we Caleb. face as farmers and ranchers and so on and so forth. And, um, you really getting this word out there helps all of us all the way around as it goes back to that collaboration that you were talking about greg and brian and 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 jay it goes back to working as a collective team and getting this information out there 50 years ago 30 percent of the population could tie themselves to a family farm hmm. now it's less than one percent in the united states that can tie themselves to a family farm for that to change so much it shows like this it, it it's things like this getting these things out into the public that starts to bring that message back so that people can understand what it takes to be a farmer, what it takes to be a rancher, oh and where your food comes from, because it's not an easy thing. Pause, rewind, <laughs> talk about the connection to 50 years ago, how you, you were tied to a farm, your family was tied to a farm, how that's changed throughout the years. You need to say that again. It's 30% it's, it's of the entire population in the United States, 50 years ago, it's not that long ago, could tie themselves to a family farm. For that to change so drastically within 50 years ties to um, convenience. Yeah. How quickly commercialization of yeah, yeah. And 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 so what I think is happening is that that's coming back on itself. The pendulum and the pendulum pendulum is coming back. back. And I love that, but we have to be ready for it. And if you're not paying attention to what's happening on Capitol Hill and the things that are happening in agriculture and some of the bills that are trying to be snuck by and passed that make it virtually impossible for agriculture to do business here in Colorado, if we drive those folks out of this state, it's going to be impossible for some of these partnerships to exist. And that's not what we want. Please educate yourself when it has to do with agriculture. This is the cool stuff. Education has to do with a little bit of coolness and salaciousness and Instagram stories. You gotta eat that. You knew I was gonna say you eat that peach. <laughs> and we gotta get that on Instagram. Oh, no. Yeah, juicy squeeze that peach. Yeah, that's it right there. Well, and, and Greg, something that's interesting that Charles touched on is, is the way that this industry is changing. And one of the things that you said that I think is very important for farmers to hear in particular is this exclusivity that if you create something people are eager to be one of 10 and if i only have 10 boxes of these apricots if i only have 10 boxes Mm -hmm. of these nectarines i'm willing to be that person that will pay the extra to get one of those 10. And that's where I've thought it's been interesting because as we move into this heritage or heirloom grains and heirloom apples are coming back, 
all of these new varieties that we have lost are coming back to mainstream. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get in normal channels. Kroger's not going to carry anything but the top five apples. Mm -hmm. That is what the, they have sort of pushed their industry to. But that's what I find exciting about you guys is you're promoting these little small batch, the Tom Cords, that. And, and that's what it ties to is, it, you know, we got, I, I got a, a stern lesson in the Marine Corps and my grandpa always pounded this into my head is adapt and overcome. It's always going to come. It's mm. always ever changing. It is never a fluid market. You never have the right idea and the right idea will last for generations. It's that the market consistently changes. Up until the 1980s, we were 100% apples. Nearly 100%. We had 10% peaches. I mean, it's, it, it's it, and, and now today, people know us for peaches and apple juice, but they don't know us for apples. So it, it, the market is consistently changing, and it's, it's, it's adapting to the market, but it's also keeping to those family traditions and those true grit farming traditions that make Colorado fruit supreme over the states that surround us. Uh, we do a really good job here. And you know, that especially the ranching community, there's not enough that's talked about in the ranching community. We have one of the biggest ranching communities in the entire United States. We're not the biggest, but we have one of the biggest. I mean, that's, that's freaking awesome. And most people would never ever dr think of Colorado I, as being a ranching area, I don't farm area. I don't think we recognize the ranching industry here in Western Colorado because it's so spread out. Yeah. So the ranchers here in Western Colorado are up on the monument uh, grazing cattle. And so when you get up there, there's cattle guards everywhere and there's livestock signs. And so there isn't a real compressed cattle industry here. So it, it always, I, I meet cattle farmers snowboarding. I met one this year and, and he sold all of his meat to Whole Foods. And that's, that was what he did. He had cattle up on the monument and it was in a free range situation. And, and that's why we don't think of the cattle industry here is because it's. Well, you're so right. I mean, because we have cattle all over the state. Mm -hmm. And we were, if you go back and look at some of the modern eater stuff from the beginning of this road trip, you'll see we were in northeastern Colorado in places like Greeley, where you have one of, as we found out, one of the largest secondary processing facilities in the world wow. for meat. Wow. But we don't talk about how important Colorado is to our meat system. So thank you yeah. because we're on our way and why a big reason to stay tuned because in the next few days, we're going to be down in Walsenburg, Colorado, visiting Centennial Cuts and they pump out some incredible, some incredible yeah. beef. Mm -hmm. And so here's what you do um, truly. And this is a treat as we're live on a Friday. It's I think it's the 18th of June, but time's flying by day five of 21 days on the road. And this is how you really get connected and you stay tuned is you go in to your Instagram and you see Palisade Peach Shack. You follow these guys, you see what they're up to. And I have a feeling that there's gonna be a lot of great things that come out of here. But one thing that we wanna do and that's important is that you get comfortable with it. And that's why we're here. We're gonna show you around and there's a lot of stuff going on in here, James uh, Bree. Will you, will, you take, will you take us on a little tour around I, the I, I yeah, would love it if Bree would kind of head this one here. up. Yeah, for sure. And the reason okay. why is okay, because Bree <laughs> set this store up and, and we just opened last Friday. And so the reason there's not a lot of things on the shelf is because that's Hands the space <laughs> for the produce that we're gonna be harvesting tomorrow and the next day. So if you come back July 25th, all this is gonna be filled with nectarines and Colorado peaches and, and 
It will it's be a different have to store. be indoors and outdoors. It yeah, can't it just will. survive within the shop. There's going to be yeah. a plunder of fresh fruit in here. That's yeah. one of the themes that we've been seeing as we do our spring road trip versus our fall road trip is it's like, let's get ready. Let's get yeah. cleaned up. Let's get ready. Let's get organized. And then fall, fall, it's like, hey, listen, there's no more time for getting ready. Let's just do this. Yeah. But throughout the summertime, you've got a lot of work to do. Take us on a loop if you would. Bert. Yeah, of course. Um, so over here is obviously where we have our fruit displays, local cherries, and some other partners we have from other states. But that's them. Um, squash is right now in season. That's a different variety. James, do you know which variety the squash is? This, oh, it's a, that's, I think they called that an eight ball squash, and that is grown locally. And that's Okagawa Farms there that we like to work with right here in Mesa County. Mm -hmm. hand sink so actually over here we have all of our local honeys. So it's all Colorado honey. Um, Honeyville is one of our biggest sellers here. Uh, they're actually located in Durango, Colorado. Um, We're coming to you, Durango. We'll be in Durango on Tuesday. And so we'll take some pictures and send this out. It's called Honeyville. And I think we've heard of this name in Durango. If well, you have an opportunity job. to swing by and see them, they're fun. That's they're it. a yeah. lot of fun. Okay, cool. Keep going. They're Great. actually right across, Greg, from James Ranch. When that's it. Here, that's why you always see that sign because mm -hmm. there's someone that we always point out. So over here is Apis. Uh, they do a lot of their peach honeys, uh, with some different flavored honeys, some jalapeno honeys. Uh, they're really good. Uh, they're actually located in Grand Junction. Uh, so all of these honeys are collected on either the Mesa, the Monument, um, some of them are actually from our orchards. They're hives in the orchards that they collect their bees from, or their honey from. Uh, and so tell people, why cool. is it important to eat honey from where you live? Yeah, so allergies, if you have really bad allergies, um, honey can actually remedy um, some of your nasal issues in the spring. Uh, it has to do with the pollen. So the pollen in the air is what's giving you <laughs> that like runny nose. So if you're eating that honey, it's almost like you're kind of giving yourself a little exposure therapy. Yeah, exposure therapy. That's and the words I'm really looking for. The people that I do this that. stand by this, how effective honey is with their seasonal allergies. Yeah. I, but you know what's so awesome? I got to tell you this that Brie knew that. Oh yeah. You know what? Yeah, there's I mean, a reason why so she's- So often we travel around and you guys have the knowledge and are sharing this mm -hmm. and educating people. So thank you. I mean, it's a that, big deal, James. Yeah, thank yeah, you. she's she's sharp. Direct us this way, Brian. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's Brie. Okay, Brie let's Brie's go. <laughs> so James actually makes all of our kettle corn in store. Uh, we have a giant kettle corn machine that we run almost every morning. Um, so keep the kettle corn going. What's your passion for kettle corn? Uh, you know, the kettle corn is, is fun. Cause there is a conglomerate of poppers and about once a week when we're popping, someone will come and tell me about their different popping techniques. There are a lot of people that are into popping corn. And so our passion for it is just, it's a product that sells and do you pop and, it in oil? Yeah, we do pop it in oil. Can we give you some sunflower oil? Just to try, we've I, got yeah, some I, local sunflower. I, well, absolutely, I think you'd love. absolutely. Call, cool. yeah, yeah, it's Colorado's. Oh, yeah, great. Come on, Bree. What else we got? So, actually, we have some uh, pretzels over here from Rots Pretzels. He's a local guy out of Grand Junction. He actually bakes the pretzels and mixes all the seasonings. Garlic pretzels. Oh yeah. 
dill pretzels. Really inferno. These I have to do. Are they really inferno? Have you tried those? I have. I dare you. I love hot. Coming out of your ears with those ones. I love hot. That's cool. Specialty pretzels for sure. Do you really? Gets so hot they have to keep drinking cider. <laughs> it's completely understand. There's always an angle. Well, <laughs> speaking of that, what a great segue is that there's something being built right over here that oh. you may need a little bit of a libation with, right? Yeah. With your pretzels. Uh, go ahead, Charlie. You you yeah, talk yeah. about so, this what we're so doing we're together. With the Palisade Peach Shack. We're extending our license for the first time. We're in the approval process right now, and it's going to take some time. But in talking to James and working with James. James wants real fruit, real made wines, real everything else where it is farm to bottle, farm to can, doesn't matter. And so with his passion based on what he would like to see and with what we're producing currently, we are extending our liquor license over to here. So this will be another area in which you can purchase Centennial Cellars wines, you can purchase Talbot Cider and a, a great collaboration, great partnership with someone that we've worked with for multiple years that's a fun person to be around. So we're super jazzed about it. We're just waiting on the feds to approve it. Isn't that <laughs> always the case, right? Yeah. Uh, so everything's real, and we'd like to have this real quick, if you don't mind, feds. Um, that, that's cool, and, and really that's what it should be. So an extended tasting room for you. Yeah. Yeah, the wines. That's awesome. Well, I don't know. Well look, based in the collaboration mindset, you know. Yeah. Look at all these goodies, right? And I yeah. look through it. It's almost everything. These are baked daily. No, they're not. Yeah, oh, yeah. they are. Right, th right here in the kitchen. Uh, David Younger is is our head chef, and right now we're just doing baked goods. We're just getting started in this, and so he's doing pies and he's doing cobblers. And they're put out every day. Gosh, yeah. right, you guys. must have Thank a local following of locals, right? That come down here. Oh, and oh absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, the bake. Actually, the first week we opened up, the baked goods outsold the fruit, and so it caused a little bit of tension between me and the baker because I'm like, "There's no way you're coming into my fruit stand and <laughs> outdoing us." <laughs> oh my god! But we have upped our game because yeah. we've got we have been picking more produce and. And now the produce is taking I'll over. tell you what. I mean, it, listen, the secret's probably out right now. But um, you're going to probably want to get your holiday pre-orders in because I can imagine any holiday where these types of gatherings it, with baked goods like this are just going to go boop, yeah, boop, and boop. I'm wow. happy you mentioned that because what Bree has brought to the table for us with the, the Internet presence is these holiday orders. And we're going to do – we are going to be shipping peaches. And during the holiday season being Christmas – and other holidays but christmas was a big start for us we launched the, the website what d december 1st i think yeah december 1st and it was exciting it took off running uh and we will be shipping baked goods this is a treat and thank you to charles talbot because whenever we come in we plumb our friends for information we go we want to meet new friends we need new friends we want and he goes i got the guy for you <laughs> and then it turned out the guy for us is now the gal. And now we know Bree, too, and we know James. And we're going to be back for many, many years to come. So when we come back Thank next you. year, 
that's going to be full blown. It will be and rocking place. and rolling, and yeah. we'll be sitting up. Are you going to have some bar stools there? Are oh, a- absolutely. And I, in the morning, it'll be a seating area for coffee, mm-hmm. and in the afternoon, it'll be a tasting room. That's hotel. so wonderful. Yeah. And look at these goods right here. So brief, you give us this wall in a nutshell. But again, oh, some of yeah. the best of the best is they gather regional products into one place. Yeah, so you can stop off right here. Go ahead, Bree. Sure. So these are all of our canned goods. Uh, most of it is our label here, the Palisade Peach Shack. Um, but the pickles, the farmhouse pickles are probably our, our favorite as a family at the Palisade Peach Shack. Um, but we also have a few uh, salad dressings. We work with Pear Blossom Farms in Palisade to get some vinaigrettes. He makes a killer peach hot sauce. Um, that's my favorite on breakfast burritos. I love the <laughs> private label stuff right here. <laughs> this is fantastic. Where you begin and where you end, I don't know. You, you guys I ever going to do some private label spices or stuff? You like know, that? As, as of right now, we we make we have made the jams and jellies in house for multiple years. My wife made them mm-hmm. personally, and now that we've built the commercial kitchen, it's our intent to kind of expand and take over the product line right here in house. Uh, we'll always work with the local vendors though, because just to represent them, and I'm never going to be able Ouch, to yeah. do better yeah. than Dad's hot sauces. They're two <laughs> generations into a perfect recipe uh-huh. that can't be beaten. And I, I do it. have a complaint about it, and that it eats way too fast. <laughs> 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 they they need okay. to put like a they need to put a little yeah. control. Spout, have you noticed that, Charlie? Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. We, we have them in our tap room as well because we're not going to try to compete with it because it's it's absolutely fantastic, and uh, you can eat it way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> when I see James's hat that says, stay human, that's, that's kind of a philosophy or a thought process or an ethos, if you will, of a culture that is being brought forth right here at Palisade Peach Shack, and that's exactly what I love to see. When we were with Jared in Fort Collins at Hazel Dell Mushrooms, who is basically the best of the best and synonymous when you think about mushrooms, you think about Hazel Dell, right? You think about Palisade, you think about peaches, you go on down the line. I love that technology and innovation. What are the things we saw that mushroom powder that Jared was doing? which was so cool and was like, okay, how do we keep a low waste, a sustainability, a a method, a thought process to go into the future? What are some of those future innovations? Well, you you just hit on something and that's being able to process, because there's a percentage of our crop that's not sellable in a fresh market setting. The number twos. The number twos, yeah, the number threes. The, you know, and Charlie, Charlie's Industrial getting juice in. grades. Yeah. <laughs> but what a great, and what makes them not sellable is they just break down too fast because they've been compromised like a bird pecked at it. Or we deal with split pits and peaches, and they just ripen so rapid that'll it'll just kind of contaminate the rest of the box and charlie's doing some juicing this year yeah so the ability to be able to market that that peach uh, we're doing that with the kitchen we're going to do peach salsas and we're just going to freeze peaches for people to buy in the pies and and if i can market that you know that five percent of fruit i'm really excited about Pardon me, my no, thoughts no. are fleeting a lot of times. Could you possibly do an illustration on the wall of like full circle farming from the ground to the many it's things that you do with the products to back to it, the earth and the ground again? It's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because the blue in the wall was essentially, it's, it's, it's the sky. 
And so we plan on bringing murals into the building and the, the ceiling's 36 feet tall and we plan on painting just a big religious looking blaring it. sun. And that sun's going to cast over on this back wall and of orchard, an orchard that's in blossom with the mountains in the background. And it's just, the blue was the perfect sky template for the art that's I to come. I love that. Show what you can do with the seed of an apple, just from beginning to end. Yeah, that, that would be great. I, I mean, that, and that's what this is all about. How, how do you get the most from what we do with Mother Earth and back to business and industry and then back to Earth again to make that sustainable like, You know, the, the Talbots actually do a lot of, they pulp a lot of the apples that they don't use. Oh, absolutely. And they I was turn, they just turn it into a mulch. A mulch. Yeah, 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 thank you, James. And that's yeah. so, because what we've enough. seen with the ranchers, Greg, yeah. w the farmers are learning the same piece as, and it's not learning, they've always known it, but we just haven't had the resources, I think, for them to, to, to utilize, mm -hmm. but this yeah. concept of like with, with an animal, you have to use every piece of that animal yeah. to make money. Mm. With peaches and cherries and apples, you have to figure out a way to use, to not let any piece of that fruit at any level mm. through the production go to waste. Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. And being able to take that and create a compost, the Talbots have been doing it for years now. And I've purchased some of it at times because they, they will have so much of it. And it's 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 great that we can take that full circle. Can yeah. we do a Colorado and on three? If yeah, you don't absolutely. Mind? Yeah, Let's get a Colorado on three. All right. Boom, one, one, two, three. Colorado. Colorado, what's up? That's how we do it here in Colorado. Your time with us today, guys. Oh, Bree, thank you, guys. Thanks uh, so thanks much, James. Thank wow, showing us around. Super sick and awesome. And then there's more there. You stop in here and again, you, you get greeted by some of the friendliest people ever. If you're like Brian and you need a little bit of sugar, you can get some ice cream right away on a Friday afternoon. Okay. Oh, you want to, we got <laughs> a one, two, Colorado. three, Colorado, man. <laughs> one, two, three, Colorado. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, you wanted to get in on that too, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> we all do because we love Colorado. But do you guys have time for ice cream? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> I knew a hot day, no. 100 degrees in Colorado. We've got a lot to do. This is our fourth stop in Palisade. And can't stop, won't stop. Why? Because we want to bring you the stories here in Colorado. I know we owe you an end of the night recap show. We've got so much cool content. I brought my I buy a drone every year. Why every year? Because I crash, <laughs> crash it every year. That's why I do. But I like to show you the overhead shots. We've learned so much. Honestly, I don't know whether we're going to bring you an end of the show, uh, end of the day recap show today, because as you can see right now, I'm all talked out. But we probably will. We'll be at Talbot's a little bit later on. I want someone to cook for. I want to cook out, but yeah. then I'm like, right. what? Look at me. I'm a mess. You mean you spend a day at 100 degrees? Time. I need. You just got to really tighten up. You know, a that, little. Uh, you know, I can get it. We man. need to get a little bit of. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Talbot strength That's back uh, there. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> Talbot strength. Uh, Something only a man would do. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever kissed your biceps? Could you do it now? To I say goodbye. And the look on your face yeah. rises. rises. Yeah, that's how we end it. New friends. You'll see more of these guys coming up in the near future. Thanks for having us as your guest. Thank you for Thank coming. You guys. That's what's Thank up. All right, we're going to kick so the rock down the road, and we'll see you <laughs> probably tonight on the Modern Eater Show. See you guys.